Good morning, Trinity, and welcome to our daily podcast. Today is Thursday, July 9th. My name is Trip Prince. I'm the pastor on the north side. And I'd like to take a few minutes today and look at the psalm from our daily readings, specifically Psalm 18. If you have a Bible, please turn there with me. I'm going to read from verses 1 through verse 6, 1 to 6, Psalm 18. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me, the torrents of perdition assailed me, the cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we do thank you that you hear us when we cry to you, but that you also draw near to us, and that in our times of need, our times of weakness, of vulnerability, you are nearer to us than we can even begin to believe or imagine. And so we pray that you would be near to us now, even this very moment, as we sit with your word, as a community, as the family of God, would you speak to us? Would you guide our time? Even now we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So I was thinking this morning, one of the earliest Christian prayers that we have, um, it, it says this, it affirms and it reminds us that God is everywhere present and filling all things. That's the phrase, that God is everywhere present and filling all things. And I say this, I'm reminded of this because we are so often forgetful people. And I think we are prone to forget this truth. And so we need to remember it. We need to remember that God is everywhere present. I think so often we act as though God is out there somewhere. He's out in the great beyond. He's distant. He's unknowable. And as a result, we think he's uninterested and uninvolved in the intimate details of our personal lives, as well as in the evils that plague our society. In some ways, that's the deistic faith that was really quite popular at the time of our country's founding. Many of the founding fathers, not all of them, thankfully, but many were deists. They believed God wound up the world and kind of set it in motion, but was otherwise very uninvolved, hands-off, really had nothing to do with the creation in any sort of intimate or significant way. And I think from then, I mean, it predates them as well, but from that moment, really all the way to this day, that that belief has worked its way into our collective psyche, even in subtle and unnoticed ways. And yet if we don't call that out for what it is, and if we don't see it for what it is, and if it's left unchecked, I think those results can be disastrous for us. This is a human tendency, though. We we want to believe that what we see in front of our face is the most real thing that exists. And so if God seems elusive or distant, then we think he must be far off and far away, unaccessible and uninvolved. And you even see this inclination popping up from time to time in the scriptures. I think you see it in the Psalms, Psalm 18 that we read today. We see glimpses of this view of God. 
especially in verse six, if you're following along, verse six says this, in my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God. I cried for help from his temple. He heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. I think when our hearts are heavy, when we feel a deep need and longing for the nearness of God, it's this belief that we have, this natural belief that we must cry out at the top of our lungs. We have to send our prayers as high as we possibly can, hoping that in our strength and in our great effort, they will shoot high enough, they will launch far enough to reach God, to reach him in his distant glory. Yet what if, here's the question today, what if that ancient prayer is actually true? What if it's actually true? What if God, the one who is merciful and loves humanity with an all-consuming love, what if that God is present in every place at every time? What if he's intimately involved with the cares of the world and with the deepest desires of our hearts? The reason we can believe that to be true more than just a a hopeful wish or a fantasy is the incarnation. The incarnation of Jesus forever transforms our view of God. It transforms the way we relate to God. Rather than being distant, rather than being an unknowable God, God in Jesus draws near to you. He draws near to me in our weakness in our frailty, and he does this to make us whole. He wants to make us whole and heal us. The love of God finds us even when we are unable to find him. It finds us when we're unable to find ourselves. I think our ability to encounter the love of God is not based on how loudly we cry up to heaven, but it's first and it's foundationally built upon God's nearness and his kindness to us. It's built on him drawing near to us because he loves us. So here's my challenge to you today. Here's the way to sit with this. I think in light of this truth, you and I face a daily invitation to live an attentive life an invitation into the life of attentiveness. I've said this before, but I'll just remind you again, years ago when Richard Foster was here at Trinity and he was talking about his book, The Celebration of Discipline, he said, the one discipline I wish I had included that I didn't when I wrote that book decades ago was the discipline of attentiveness because I believe in our age today, that discipline is more needed than ever before. We're constantly distracted, pulled in this direction or that. And so what we need is to be attentive. I'm so convicted by that because I realize it's entirely possible to go through life, to go through life without an awareness of God, without an awareness of his activity in our midst. And I would just say this, I think in times of great uncertainty, times of political division, social unrest, the times in which we find ourselves in, in 2020, I think this temptation is only amplified. It's only heightened because our attention is demanded by countless forces. Some of those are worthy of our time, worthy of our energy. Some of them are not. Yet the great tragedy, I believe, of this present moment would be for us to give our time, to give our energy, to give our resources, to give our attention away, but to do it in such a way that leaves us unaware, 
unaware of how our lives are being sustained and upheld by our Lord moment by moment, day by day. And so today, the challenge to you is to be attentive, realizing as that ancient prayer says, if we have eyes to see it, if our hearts are attentive to the Spirit's work in and among us, we will see that God is truly everywhere present, filling all things. May God bless you today. Amen.